place of worship was awesome this morning. Just love it. Just love it. So, so great to be able to come and just worship together and love the Lord that way. It's phenomenal. How many of you believe that you're in the right place this morning? Yeah. All right, the rest of you in for a shock then. <laughs> I believe you're in the right place. I believe the Holy Spirit brought you here deliberately. And so I'm going to trust God, and I have been praying about this, uh, that you will not get angry with me, and you'll not get upset with the Holy Spirit, and you'll not question the fact that you're here, and why you're here. So uh, we're a spiritual church, spiritual individually as well. Thank you for the three holy grunts. We'll get to you. So if you believe you're in the right place, I want you to know something that what we're facing right now will not be overcome in the natural. What you're dealing with will not be solved through natural weapons. It will have to be done in the spirit. You're going to have to live a spirit-filled life and you're going to have to be led and cope and do everything by the Spirit of God, not through your natural wisdom. So let's start in the Spirit. Let's everybody stand. And let's start in the Spirit. We're going to begin to pray. If you can't pray in the Spirit, just pray in English. But if you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit, ask God for the Holy Spirit even right now while we're praying. I believe the Lord wants to speak to us individually and corporately, so let's pray. Praying by the language of the Holy Ghost, heavenly language, angelic language that God understands and God gave us as a gift. For the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is what is necessary in this hour. A rushing, rushing, mighty river. You have been filled with the presence of God. And what the Spirit of the Lord will impart to you will be wisdom from the heavenly realm. Not natural carnal wisdom. Godly wisdom. For you'll know things to come. This is not the day to draw back. This is the day to push forward. This is the day to hear the voice of the Lord. This is the day to open up your hearts and open up your minds. Open up your ears. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. For the enemy is moving against you from every realm, in your mind, in your finances, in your health, with fear and intimidation. He's moving against you to bring you into captivity. But he who the Lord sets free is free indeed. 
And if Christ has set you free, then walk in the freedom that you have. And do not fall to the bondage of the world. For surely the brave will move forward. Those that are courageous will take a hold of the Spirit of God. And will receive the instruction from heaven. And will be raised up. Raised up. Raised up, raised up, raised up, raised up. Shusuka dandaka akati di bishiki kikedendaya. Rosuriana, Yosundaria, Rosso, Rosso, Koti, Danji Porokoshundaya. Do not look to the world for solutions. Do not look to natural wisdom for solution. For you do not war as the world wars. For your weapons are spiritual weapons of the Lord. Spiritual weapons that shall overcome the works of the evil one, even in your life and in your day. And you will hear the voice that will say, walk this way or walk that way. Turn to the left, put your hand here. And the Lord will lead and guide you and you shall know it is the Lord. And He shall give you the courage. For He shall say, go to this place. And He will meet you at that place. He is sending His supply ahead of you. And surely you have come to this house today for God to give you the supply, the food, the nourishment that He is looking to give you. Open up your hearts. Open up your eyes. Open up your mind. Receive that which the Spirit of God wants to pass on to you today. For it is by revelation, says the Lord. It is by revelation that you'll see. For your eyes have been opened. Satan's looking to close your eyes to blind the minds of those who would reject and not believe. But I said the Spirit of the Lord is moving upon you to open up your eyes, to see beyond the veil, to see beyond what the enemy is doing so you can know what to do in this hour, says the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's give God praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Shay, I've come to receive. In Jesus' name. Speak, Lord. I'm ready to hear. All right, you may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Well, Jackie and I celebrate 50 years of salvation along with Nancy this week. Jackie, you say 50, 50, 50 years. Praise God. And uh, I was saved one week ahead of her, just to let you know. <laughs> Preparing for fire, famine, and flood. Now, I believe I've received prophetic insight from the Spirit of the Lord concerning the signs of the times that we're dealing with right now. And He has given me spiritual wisdom and insight as I've sought Him, praying in the Spirit, so that we would know what to do to prepare. And you know, He convinced me that I'm not alone, that He has been speaking to you as well about the situation. Is that the truth? All right, so a lot of this is going to be a confirmation of what He's already saying to you. But be warned and understand that even as we've prayed now, you will not be able to navigate through the chaos and the problems that are coming naturally. The pressure is going to be too great for you to be able to solve these problems in the natural, with your natural mind and natural wisdom. You're going to need the Spirit of God to do it. You're going to have to help. You'll have to help, uh, have God help you, to, uh, and His intervention will be necessary for you to overcome. And let me just say this categorically. No one will be able to escape what's coming. 
No one. I don't want to frighten you. I'm just telling you, no one is going to be able to escape what's coming. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really asking for you today to do your best uh, to stay open. Keep your mind open. Keep your ears open, your heart open. Don't reject what I'm saying today. So that's just a conspiracy. It's not conspiracy. It's not conspiracy. I'm going to give you so much information today, make your head spin. I'm going to go as quickly as I possibly can, because what I want to do today is I want to look at some of the problems that we're facing so that you'll be aware of Satan's strategy. You've got to know what he's doing. So in other words, what I'm telling you is there's going to be bad news before we get God's solution. And the reason I've got to do that is because, you see, you can't correct or change something you don't understand. In fact, you can't even prepare for something that you don't understand. So I have to bring understanding to you so you can go, okay, okay, now I know what I've got to look at and what I've got to be aware of and how I can change it. So today we will continue to look at the controls that are being exerted and also the loss of freedoms that are occurring. Now, the good news is that God has provided for us a way. He has given us a strategy. It's in Scripture. How He will provide, He will protect, and He will prosper us during this time. But that will be for next week. You're going to do something to keep you coming back. When Jackie was first diagnosed with myasthenia gravis um, back in 2019, the neurologist kept telling us that we need to prepare in the event that she has a decomposition. And I had no idea what decomposition meant. I didn't understand the thing he was saying. I was thinking, well, she has this disease. It's not going to do anything. It's not terminal. We, we can cope with this and so on and so forth. And then he said, uh, I said, what does decomposition mean, doctor? And he says, well, she could suddenly get weak and lose her strength and not be able to breathe. Um, the mycenae gravis hit the muscles in the chest where you control your breathing. So what happens is... She can't breathe. She, these muscles won't open up, so the lungs can't breathe. So uh, it's a diabolical disease. It also affects the throat. So she can't swallow. So the throat gets weak, and the longer she chews the food, the less the ability to swallow it. Okay, so uh, diabolical. Well, um, I said, what do we do? He said, call 911. That's the only advice he gave me. He said, call 911, get her into ER, because that is the only way you will save her life. Well, um, she got a cough. Somebody in the church came up and gave her a loving kiss. And two days later, she had a cough because that person had a cold. And uh, we, I started to see something happening to her. She began to cough and she began to get weak and uh, she couldn't breathe. I still didn't see what was going to happen. But within four days, I had a call 911 and she was rushed into emergency. And by that night, she was on the ventilator for her life, fighting for her life. So decomposition hit her. Even though I was told to be aware of it, I had no idea how fast it would come and how suddenly and what the effects would be. Well, in the last three years, she's had four decompositions that had occurred, and all of them she ended up in hospital. But here's the good news is that I saw them coming. And the thing is this, because I was aware of the symptoms, what I was looking for. So I have, I, what I do is I monitor Jackie's breathing every minute that I'm in front of her. Whenever I'm in her presence, I monitor her breathing. I watch how she breathes, how she lifts her, her, her chest, how she's breathing. I ask her, are you breathing okay? We also do four uh, uh, pulmonary exercises a day where we actually monitor the amount of breath that she's getting in. 
um, and it also is a good exercise for the lungs anyway. So I pay close attention. If she, has, she develops a little cough, I pay very, very close attention because that's the beginning of something. Understand? As this thing could be going somewhere else. Um, so now I recognize the signs and I can be prepared for it and I can take preventative action. So I now know. I now know because I can read the signs. Do you understand where I'm going with this? All right. Because I'm telling you there's a decomposition occurring in the world. That's what I'm telling you. And I'm telling you 911 is called the spirit. Get God's word, 911. Psalm 91 is a good start, verse 1. So we're going to have to find God's solution. We're going to start today by exposing our spiritual enemy. That's what we're going to look at. We need to understand that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and municipalities. Against powers, against principalities and rulers of the darkness of this world. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Our problem is not with the politicians. Our problem is what's behind them. You've got to understand that this is not a political sermon. It's not a political sermon. I'm trying to get you to look beyond the veil into the spirit realm. You've got to look beyond the decision makers. Can you do that today? Please do that today. All right. So Jesus expects us to be able to uh, uh, recognize the signs of our times. We looked at that last week. And certainly now that we have received the Holy Spirit. Look what Jesus, what Jesus said in John 16, 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Satan's end game is world domination. And hear me, he will succeed. It's in Scripture. It, this is not a bad prophetic word I'm giving you. It's not a negative thing I'm saying. I'm reading the Bible. He will take control of the total human race. He will demand their worship as God and His King. What is going on in the world? This is a worldwide phenomenon. I'd like the lights down. I want to show you a video. This is happening in Italy. So listen to the commentator because the rest you'll see is all in Italian. Please. With this video, we want to inform all those who live outside our country of what is happening in Italy. In Italy, a real dictatorship is being established which, with the excuse of the fight against the pandemics, is cancelling every freedom. Italy is the only Western country in which the government expects the citizen to be in possession of a government pass in order to work. Thousands and thousands of citizens took the street to protest, but were completely ignored by the media at first. Then they were demonized on charge of being violent and fascist. When the workers of the port of Trieste started a strike against the government's green pass in the name of the right to work for all, the institutions defined the strike as illegitimate and illegal, threatening actions in court. Despite this, the strike was carried out and thousands of citizens flocked from all over Italy in solidarity with the workers. The government responded with unprecedented violence by bringing in the police who beat and charged the demonstrators. We would never have believed we would see such scenes in Europe in this millennium. 
Despite the brutality of the repression, the protests in Italy continues to flare up. Other ports, such as Genova, has also joined, and citizens come to the aid of the demonstrators or fill the square all over the country. The head of government in Italy is a banker who no one has elected, but is supported by all the main parties of the right and the left. In the recent administrative election, the great majority of citizens did not go to vote because they are now disappointed with the parties. It's important that the whole citizens of Europe and other countries put pressure on their governments to ask the Italian government to respect the constitution, democracy and human rights. The European Union has enacted a law that prohibits the use of green pass in a discriminatory way, but Italy does not respect it and demands that every citizen must have it in order to live. Perhaps you may think that this does not concern you, but Italy is only a test. If they manage to cancel freedoms in Italy, they will do the same with other countries, and maybe your will be the next. Se credi nell'informazione libera e vuoi sostenere. So it's going on Italy. Sorry. Let me give you some discernment. Watch for anything that speaks of control. The vehicles that Satan is using, fear, coercion, intimidation, lies, and the spirit of mammon. Now, coercion means compelling action. To compel action. And intimidation means an act of making timid by threats. Understand, to bring timidity to the citizens and also to Christians. I'm going to give you some examples of the controls that are being exercised right now, certainly in America and it's, as you can see all over the world. School boards want to control what your children are learning. Why is it that they want to manipulate the, the, what the education? Because they want to get the minds of those little ones to believe ungodly stuff that the world is presenting. Ungodly stuff. And uh, any parent who opposes this is silenced. How dumb can you breathe? How dumb can you be and still breathe? The, these people are honestly, rocks are smarter than these people. Because what do they do? They release the FBI. They turn the FBI on them and call them domestic terrorists. Just because you want to defend your children and what they, what they read and what they understand and what they learn at school. When have parents lost the right to teach their children? Why would people surrender that right? I'm going to say it a thousand times. Maybe not. Uh, this is not a political sermon. But it's to bring to your attention what's going on. You know, uh, Christians are not perfect people. But the world has gone crazy. I mean, they're completely out of their mind. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Google, they control what information is available to you. you well, only when you Google, you get what Google wants you to know. Or Facebook tells you what Facebook wants you to know. Now, the, the government, listen to me, the government wants to get into your bank account, wants to access your bank account. To find out every transaction that happens in your bank account, $10,000 or above. Yeah. 
It was going to be $600. This is an illegal search. How They are not permitted to get into your bank account to have a look what's going to... This is going to... It's unconstitutional and it's going to affect every single person in America. That is the spirit of mammon. Listen up to me. Listen up to me. I'm trying to draw your attention to something. Get beyond those making these decisions and see the spirit of mammon wants to get into your bank account. So what are they going to do? They're going to spend billions of dollars by doubling the size of the IRS. Doubling the amount of people working for the IRS. The IRS is the most feared of all government organizations because they can confiscate your assets. They can penalize you with tremendous uh, uh, you know, charges. Now listen to what I'm saying. Listen, the IRS, the IRS is actually one of the arms of the spirit of Mammon. It's a controlling spirit that controls your finances. Do you know how many people lie when they complete their application for their taxes? They are compelled to do so by the spirit of mammon and one of the things that Satan works through, which is lies. Because we've got this organization that will penalize you if you declare your income by taking away your income that you've worked for. Well, thank you for that enthusiasm, but it's okay. I'm going to keep going if it's okay with you. You see, control is at the heart of the pandemic. Control is at the heart of masks and vaccines. See, now we now know, we now know this is undisputed information, that the COVID-19 did not exist naturally and was engineered by man in a laboratory. A laboratory that was financed by Spirit of Mammon. Why? Because Jesus told us that Satan wants to kill, steal, and to destroy. And everything that this has occurred has been killing, stealing, and destroying. So I can identify and expose our enemy because of the fruit of the enemy. See, under emergency orders, politicians can force mandates upon the masses and exact massive penalties for non-compliance. Last week, I took Jackie to a doctor to examine her foot. Well, we're in the medical facility, and they walk in and they tell us, uh, please put your masks on. And I go, I've had COVID, so has Jackie. They said, we don't care. Put a mask on. And then they said, we don't even care if you've had a vaccine. Put a mask on. So what is the purpose then of a vaccine if you still have to wear a mask? Why are those who have been vaccinated so afraid of the unvaccinated if you're supposed to be protected by the vaccine? Excuse me for preaching so good. I'm going to say amen to my own sermon. I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. Those controlling the narrative on TV, they don't care about you if you've had COVID. They don't care that you have natural immunity. Mm. What is the obsession with the vaccine? Do you know Prophet Andre here last week? He told us over lunch that he had just been in New Orleans. And in New Orleans, you can't book into hotels in the city unless you've been vaccinated. And he, he somehow got through and was in the hotel. And after the service, they were going to some, find something to eat. And they couldn't. The restaurants wouldn't let them in because they hadn't been vaccinated. They didn't have proof of vaccination. And, of course, he hadn't been to a test in the last 72 hours. So the restaurants said, you can't come in. He went to three different restaurants. 
So then he said, well, look, I've got a restaurant in my hotel. Let me phone them. So he phones the hotel and says, listen, can we come in and eat? And they say, have you been vaccinated? He said, I'm living in the hotel. He said, you can't be living in this hotel without a vaccine. So, oops. <laughs> Better be quiet about that. They had to travel 65 miles outside of the city to find a place to eat. We're talking about control that's occurring right now. Do you want to know what the obsession is? Three words. Follow the money. Follow the money. Why are early treatments of COVID being suppressed? Did you know that if there are any treatments that you're not permitted to have a vaccine? Did you know that? They can't force a vaccine on you if, you've, if there's treatments. So... Let me put up a slide that will show you some of the treatments that are available that have already been uh, explained to us. Go ahead and put them all up, please. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, fluvoxamine, busdesonide, azithromycin, uh, the antibiotic, aspirin, vitamin D, zinc, hydrogen peroxide. Why are thousands of doctors being silenced who promoted these remedies? And remove from Facebook and Google. Why? Follow the money. Big Pharma is making billions and billions of dollars. Financed by the government. Paid by the government. Moderna has never made a drug. Ever. And they were given a billion dollars to make a drug. To make a vaccine. I'm going to say amen again to me. Now let's get to the children. Let's get to the children. Oh, lights down. I want to show you another video. Children. face, which was, of course, obstructing her, her ability to speak and her ability to breathe. Well, that father is blaming the school mask mandate for his daughter Sophia's suffering. Fox 35's Holly Bristow spoke with him today, and Holly, he's hoping change comes as a result of what happened to his daughter. He certainly is, and tonight he tells me that he's speaking out in hopes that this does not happen to another special needs child. He tells me his daughter with Down syndrome is non-communicative and was unable to tell her parents that this was even happening. I was quite angry, so I waited four days from the Thursday the 7th until Tuesday after um, Columbus Day to go in and speak because I really needed to calm down. Jeff Steele is talking about his family's reaction when his seven-year-old Sophia, who suffers from Down syndrome, came home from Ocean Breeze Elementary School with a mask tied around her head. When this child got off the bus and had the mask, it was tied around the back of her head underneath her ponytail. Um, and it was quite tight around her face. He says it was tied so tight she struggled to talk and even breathe. Medically, it's very dangerous for her to do that. She could aspirate, she could asphyxiate, all sorts of medical things that could happen as a result of that, which would then forcing her breathing because of her enlarged tongue, it could also cause seizures. The father says he always assumed Sophia was exempt from the mask mandate because of her disability. He's furious no one from the school ever called him. Why in the world, since the mandate happened back in September, and you were going to begin to put this on my child, and now then tie it on my child, would you never pick up the phone and call me and ask me to give me my informed consent, which never happened, which legislation and the IEP requirements require them to do, and they did not follow that. 
State Representative Randy Fine weighed in on this situation. There's a special place in hell for these people okay. who have done this to, to this man's okay. daughter. Lights up. Thank you so much. So, the child has an enlarged tongue and can't speak properly. Enlarged tongue and they pulled the mask again so now the child can't breathe and has enlarged tongue. And the child can't communicate this to the parents. So day after day after day after day, they take the mask off when the child goes home. It was an accident that they left the, the mask tied on the child. Um, what is going on? The Daily Wire reported that since January of 2020, fewer than 450 children between the ages of 15 to the age of 5 and 18 have died from COVID. This is CDC data. Okay, you can go to the CDC site and you can get it. So now, why are different television networks spinning a different, even false narrative? Why are they saying that so many are dying when the CDC say that's not true? See, Dr. Uh, Harvey, uh, Harvey Rich from Yale, he's an epidemiologist professor there. He said that half of the children that died, of these 450 that died, they died with COVID, not from COVID. And of course, we mourn the loss of every single child. We feel, we feel for those parents. But you know that there's 90 studies that have now been completed that prove natural immunity is stronger and lasts longer than vaccine immunity. 90. 90. But they've been obviously rejected. So why is it now necessary to vaccinate the entire nation's children when 0.03% have died from this illness? Again, we mourn the loss of every single child. Last year, you remember that first responders, firefighters, people in, medical, the, uh, in the medical world, they were being honored as heroes, were they not? Yeah. I mean, they were being applauded by the president and by everybody else, and was, these guys are wearing all the uh, personal protective gear and so on and so forth. They were fighting in there. Okay, those same people now have been tossed out as garbage. The same people that were heroes last year are now cast out as garbage. Why? Because there's a new mandate that's out. So now there's a new mandate. Just we make something new and they get, they get put out. It's estimated that 25% of New York police and fire department people will lose their jobs this week. 25% because they refuse to be vaccinated. You know this, January the 4th. January the 4th, 2020, what's going to happen? All corporations that employ more than 100 people are being mandated by OSHA that they have to be vaccinated, every person, every person, or face a fine of $14,000 per person, per person who are not vaccinated, all right? Now, I can tell you now that OSHA, first of all, doesn't have legal standing to do this. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. But, you know, uh, some, some uh, uh, corporations, they will comply. And the reason they comply is because they don't want to be shamed. And they don't want to be thrown out into the media to be eaten by the dogs. So they well, we'll just comply. We'll just go with it. You know, some corporations are now actually even rejecting religious uh, application. Yeah. Say, so, no, uh, we're rejecting your religious ob uh, objections. Why? Because the format of the presentation looks too much like what's online. Well, where do you get the information from? Online. If you want to do a, a, a religious objection, you go search. You go find out what people say. You're a Christian, but you don't know what to say. Right. I, I want to object, but what do I say? So you go and look for information. You put it together. You submit it. And now they're saying, no, it looks too, you're, not, you're not religious. 
You don't have, you can't. Don't ask you questions about Jesus in your life or where you go to church or anything else. No, the format is too similar to what's online. We are seeing man-created shortages. These, these shortages that we're seeing are all man-made shortages that are coming on. First responders have been kicked out. All right, uh, People in the medical personnel, there's a general labor shortage that's going on. General labor shortage. I mean, I, at, my, at my favorite Starbucks, I can't get mobile order. Why? Because they don't have enough staff. I have to go and stand in line like all the other sausages and, and, and wait and wait to get my coffee because they don't have enough staff. I, I, I go to Walgreens to pick up a prescription and the drive through is closed. Sign, drive through is closed. Got to go inside. Got to go inside and stand in there. No, no, my convenience has been taken away. Why? Shortage of staff. Don't have people. Don't have people. Okay. Careers have been terminated. Jobs have been lost. Pensions have been confiscated. Religious freedoms have trampled and ignored. Parents are being forced to homeschool their children with no knowledge of what it means to teach at home. And this is a great financial uh, stress to them and emotional strain. All the parents out there nodding their heads at me. Churches have been shut down. Listen to religious. It's been taken for churches have been shut down. Then we had meetings outside and they were reduced and were shut down and stopped. And then we weren't allowed to even sing. Not even allowed to sing. Not allowed to worship God. Yeah. What are we talking about? It seems like anybody who has any bit of authority is exercising it over everybody that they can. So I speak to Cindy's dog, money, and give it all what I... You will listen to me. You will listen to me. You will pee outside. You understand? I'm in control. Everybody wants control. It doesn't matter if you're the FDA or the CDC, the governor's congress, the senators, mayors, city councils, CEOs of corporations, or school board. Give them a little bit of say. So, how do we solve the labor shortage? You mandate vaccines. Or you get fired. In many cases, without the ability to draw unemployment. I know I'm being facetious. How do you solve the crime problem? Well, you let 25% of the force go. Uh, so first responders, put them out of work because they refuse to be vaccinated. H- how do you put financial pressure on, on, on most of the people? Well, you force the gas price up. Yeah, uh-huh. And you put first responders out of work. And then what else? You, you shut, well, of course, you shut down gas pipelines. Remember, this is not a political sermon. You've got to look behind this to see what the spirit of mammon is trying to do. It's trying to bring financial pressure into your life. Listen, people. We have to stop looking for intelligent life on Mars and start looking for intelligent life in D.C. These things are not happening accidentally. This is on purpose. This is intentional. Honestly, there are times when I feel helpless. I watch the news, then I put the news off. Then a day later, I put the news on again. Then it's worse. I put it on, I put it off. I begin to feel so helpless because the people that I'm trusting to protect me, they claim they will protect me. Well, they claim they have principles. But then... Next week, they change the principles because somebody didn't like their principles. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness in this world. And this is not personal 
uh, in any way against these people. But listen carefully to me. They are vessels that Satan is busy using. Do you know that financial dependency is camouflaged control? Financial dependency is camouflaged control. Chicago and Los Angeles this week started offering universal basic income. This week. Uh, 3,200 people in L.A. are going to get $1,000 a month, no questions asked, no strings attached. And in Chicago, 5,000 families are going to get $500 a month. Now, I guess they need it. I know that they need it, but this is a basic universal income, no strings attached. So what will happen when the people giving them the money say, you need to do what we tell you to do or we'll stop the money? Puppets, dancing. You dance the dance the tune. All right. Why is this important? Because you see, in the tribulation period, you know, once you've got the mark of the beast, in the tribulation period, you're being controlled by the system. So, anybody who steps out of line, anybody who steps out of line, who commits a crime or won't obey, here's the threat. We'll remove your number from the internet. We will cancel you. You see, because you will have a chip, and we already have voice recognition, and we already have fingerprint and palm recognition. We already have all that. And then you'll have the mark of the beast, and then you'll have a chip. So when you scan the chip, it'll read. But when you scan the chip, it'll say, you don't exist. You see, that will be the way that they will take care of criminals. You won't be able to eat. You won't be able to trade. You'll simply be deleted. That's it. One error. One error. You step out of line, you're done. You think it will control the people? I have no doubt people will be controlled by that. All right. So let's get a little uh, closer to home. Okay. Why are there more than 100 ships anchored off the dock of the coast of California? Why? Well, because the terminals are slammed with over 350,000 containers, of which half of them are empty. They don't have people to move the containers to get them off. They don't have truckers to get those empty containers off the docks so the new ones can arrive. They're sitting on the docks empty. Why? I'm going to give you two California policies, regulations that control. These policies control. The first one, control the truckers, and it's called Bill AB5. What does Bill AB5 do? It prevents independent truckers from working in California. You have to belong to the union or you cannot truck in California. This means you can come to the border from everywhere else in the nation, but you have to stop at the border. You're not allowed to carry your cargo into California, nor can you carry cargo out of California because you have to be part of the union. Hmm. Now, it doesn't stop there. There is a bill called CAB. CAB stands for CAB. CAB is an environmental bill. Listen to me. It's an environmental bill. You have to replace your truck every seven years, irrespective of the mileage. Irrespective. So if you belong to the union, you still have to do this. So what's happened is there are no truckers. There is a shortage of truckers in California. That's the reason we have the blockage. Man-made. And then for those who are working, if you don't have a vaccine, you can't come in here anyway. Sorry? So we don't, don't worry about the shortage. No, you can't come in. But I drive my truck by myself. And you're loading it with a crane. 
Are you insane? I love it when I drive in the traffic and I come behind somebody who's sitting alone in his car wearing a mask. And I go, no wonder you drank the Kool-Aid. It's no wonder. Look, look at you. Yeah. You see the supply chain shortages that we're experiencing, right, are self-inflicted. And what they're going to do is they're going to drive up the price of the goods and services. All right? So what do they say to you? What does the spirit of Mammon say? Shop now. Did it say that? The spirit of Mammon? Shop now. Because there won't be what you want by Christmas. Shelves will be empty. Fear. Go. Shop. Buy. Get it now. Go get it now. Be greedy. Go, go get it now. Because there won't be any for you later on. You know that you're being tracked, don't you? You're aware of it. Most electronic equipment that you have has GPS system in it. Your car has GPS. Your phone, little maps thing that you love, got GPS in it, okay? Do you know that even when I play golf, they're watching me. They're watching me. Because you see, I have a little thing like this that I stick in my car when I'm driving. And when I pull up to my ball, it tells me how far I am away from, my, from the target, from the, from the pin. It tells me far. How do you know? Who is watching here that you can tell me how far I am from the hole? Is my ball got a chip of the beast in it? How, does, how do you know where the pole is? Could you tell me what club to use? GPS, even when we're playing golf. It's everywhere. You're being tracked. You understand that? You're not going to escape because it is happening. Your shopping habits of being watched, not by your husband. <laughs> Everything that you do on Google or Facebook is being tracked. The, the vendors are watching you. If you go somewhere and you spend too long on, on a particular ad, the next thing you're going to be inundated with ads about that product. Yeah. I was looking for something about golf, and now all I've got is golf, 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 golf. What is it with these things? Well, they can tell. They, like, they know your profiles, what you like and what you don't like. They've, they've got a handle on you, what you eat, what you wear, what you drink, where you drive, everything. They've got it. Big tech is developing, listen carefully, mechanisms that the Antichrist will use to monitor people's movements and control the earth's population during the tribulation. Where in the water is just being heated slowly and you don't realize it. With a frog that won't jump out, going to get cooked. I believe the Spirit of God is trying to open your eyes this morning to, to see what is going on in the world. What is happening in the world? What is Satan trying to do? Religious freedoms are being stolen, people, when the churches were shut down, when we were told we couldn't worship, we couldn't meet outside. And you know what? Millions of Christians and thousands of churches surrendered their religious freedom without even fighting. They just said, okay, if that's what you want. Don't tell me that during, during the last moments before the Antichrist comes that every single Christian is going to stand up and say, No, in Jesus' name, no. Come on. Jesus said, If this is how they treated him when the tree is green, what's going to happen when it's dry? And Jesus said, Will I find faith when I come back? Come so let me wrap this up. Let me give you four or five things. The power of the spirit of mammon is going to control the power of the spirit of mammon to control. Number one, 
it will choke the life out of the word in established Christians. The spirit of mammon has the power to choke the life out of established Christians. You know the story where Jesus spoke about the sower sowing the word, sowing the seed. He spoke about four different soils. The third soil, the, the, the plant actually came up. It was doing well. It wasn't that ones that were eaten by birds or ones that lived for a short while. This had been there quite some time. It had grown up. And then Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 19, And the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Notice the deceitfulness of riches will come in and choke the word. The deceitfulness of riches behind that is the spirit of mammon. Because the spirit of mammon is trying to get you to believe it. It wants you to trust it. It wants to replace God in your life. It wants to be God in your life. And so it deceives people into trusting it. Number two, it will seduce Christians who are not honest with God's money. All right. You remember Judas? Judas Iscariot? You know, he was stealing. He was a thief. The Bible says he was stealing what came in the offerings for Jesus. Stealing out of Jesus' bag. He was the treasurer. And what did he end up doing? Betraying Jesus for that very money. He sold him for 30 silver pieces. He sold him. He betrayed him. Why? He was a thief. He was dishonest with God's money. And he was an easy target. How does that apply to us? Now listen carefully. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to offend you. I'm trying to help you during this time. If you're not tithing, you're being dishonest with God's money. You're an easy target for the devil. He's going to come after you because you're being dishonest. Unless you have never heard of tithing and you didn't know it was in the Bible and you didn't know Christians were supposed to do it, then you're forgiven for your ignorance. The only problem is now you're damned. So if you're being dishonest with God's money, Satan can get you to be dishonest with anything. If you're dishonest with the person you love who died for you, then surely you'll be dishonest with small things or with other things. Number three, the spirit of, uh, of uh, uh, mammon will deceive wealthy people to trust their wealth rather than God. The rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, keep these commandments. He spoke about the Ten Commandments. He said, keep these commandments. He said, I'm already doing that. Then he said to him, "Is one other thing. One thing you lack. Rich man, one thing you lack. What's that? He said, sell your wealth. Give your wealth away to the poor. Sell your riches and give it away to the poor. And he went away. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Rather, he went away sad because great wealth had him. He wasn't in control of the wealth. The wealth was in control of him. So he was deceived by the spirit of mammon into believing that having wealth was better than having Jesus. He was so kindly minded, so temporal in his thought, that he thought, if I had money, if I had gold, if I had silver, if I had stocks and shares, I will be okay. It doesn't matter what happens to the world. It doesn't matter if the world collapses. I'm okay. You will not be okay. You will not. Because you're being deceived. Number four, it works through the love of money. It works through the love of money. In 1 Timothy 6 and verse 10, for the love of money 
is the root of all kinds of evil. The love, the love of money. It's not that you have money, it's that money has you. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So it's the craving after, it's the greed, it's the lusting after money, it's the love of money that the spirit of mammon will work through. Do you see that? You can have as much money, God will give you as much money as you could possibly have as long as you'll stay faithful to Him and trust Him and keep your trust on, on the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. It doesn't matter how much gold or money you have. God doesn't care. He's got streets of gold. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. As long as your faith is in God and you're trusting God. And it's clear if you can't give to the things of God that the Spirit of Mammon has you. Yeah. So we must break the power of the spirit of mammon. Do you believe that? Yeah. You agree with me? We have to break that spirit of mammon. We have to break it over our lives. And I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. But it won't be next week. Next week's already got stuff in it. Okay. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Okay. God has given us promises and direct instructions to overcome Satan's plan. To control and the power of the spirit of mammon. So careful. God has given us direct instructions how to overcome Satan's plans and how to overcome the control of the power of the spirit of mammon. In Psalm 37 verse 19, it said, They will not be disgraced in hard times, even in famine. They will have more than enough. How do you overcome famine? I'm going to give you the answers to that next week. How do you overcome? How do you get through this? We will walk by faith and not by sight. We will do what the scripture says. Here is the key to understanding. 1 John 2.20 says, But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you know all things. Say, I have the Holy Ghost. I've been anointed by God, and I know all things. If you will open your heart to the Holy Spirit, He will teach you. He will show you. He will guide you. He will let you know what's coming. You will have a way out. We are alert. We are not as those who sleep. We are alert. We are awake. We are expecting the visitation. We are expecting the manifestation. We are expecting the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Are we not? Amen. So God's going to give us a strategy on how to provide for us, how to protect us, and how to prosper us. If God be for you, who can be against you? There is a way out and His name is Jesus and He's given us the spiritual weapons to overcome and all these things that are happening in the world, you will be alert to them. You will know what's going on and He will navigate you through these trials, through these troubles by the Holy Ghost. You're going to come out on the other side. When the world goes down, you're going to go up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's stand and give God praise. Come on. Let's give Him praise. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 I want to tell you when it gets dark, the light is getting brighter. And you know what? A diamond shines best when it's held against a black cloth. That's what they do in jewelry stores. You are the diamond in God's hands. And even if the backdrop goes black and dark, you are going to shine with the light of God upon you. You're going to be overcomers in Jesus' name. You're not going to go down. You're going to go over. You're going to go over. You're going to go over. You're going to have the faith to survive. No, you're going to have the faith, 
faith to thrive. No surviving. Thriving in Jesus' name. Let's give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's pray in the Spirit. Come on. When there seems to be no way, God will make a way. He will open the Red Sea for you. He will part the waters for you. He will give you manna in the desert. He will give you water out of the rock. God will make a way. God will do it for His children. He loves you. He will provide for you. Even in the midst of the famine, God will provide for you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Who are you going to trust, child of God? Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to put your faith in? You've got to reject the control that's coming from the world. You've got to reject the control the spirit of mammon is trying to put on you through fear, intimidation, uh, and, and coercing you. You've got to reject that. You've got to say, no, my faith is in God. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. God said He will provide for me. God said He will rebuke the devourer on my behalf in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Don't let the devil intimidate you. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's lied from the very beginning, and that's all he's got is lies and intimidation, fear, threats. Stand against him. We stand against him because we submit to God, and we resist the devil, and he does what? Flee. Come on, he does what? Flee. Come on, he does what? Flee. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor he does what? Flee. Satan flees. Amen. He flees in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to come down and see us afterwards. And when we dismiss you, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, uh, you may be a guest here this morning. You love Jesus with all your heart, and you're astounded with us all praying in the Spirit. And you go, what were you guys doing? We were entering into the Spirit realm because we are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the God that is in us. I have God living in me. You have God living in you. Amen. He's there to minister to you, and He's there to minister through you. So let him go. Let God be God in your life. Let it go. Let him go. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Wherever I go, I walk in Starbucks. Wherever I go, I pray in the Spirit. And I pray out loud. All I do is I hold my phone here. They don't know what I'm doing. They don't know who I'm talking to. I could be talking to somebody in Timbuktu. I am talking to somebody in heaven. Hallelujah. Chandrabakoshe. Yeah, broso. Mangatakaha. What's up, No, 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 Overcome, overcome. three of those. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'll be up here if you want to bring a book up to sign. And we're going to have an awesome week next Sunday. We're going to continue with this. We're going to get you free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I can't wait for P3. P3 is going to be crazy. Crazy, I tell you, crazy. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, have a great, have a great week. Ministry team, come up here. If anyone wants prayer, anybody wants prayer, you can come up here. Communion. Oh, you help yourself. Come and help yourself. Thank you.